What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Holly Norman on the episode today, <laughs> all the way from it. You're in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. So I oh live in God. Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> so crazy. So we were able to make this work time difference and all. And I'm so excited for Holly to be on here and to share her story. So Holly, I'm just gonna toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Awesome. Well, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much, Shelly, for, for having me on. Um, I think it's so great what you do with the podcast and I, I have listened to every other episode um, since my own loss. And um, yeah, I, just, I guess I just want to start by saying to everyone listening who's had their own loss, like, you know, I just hope that you're doing okay and, and that, you know, you're having a, a good day today. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll start by like explaining where I'm from. So obviously I, I live in Australia, so way down under, probably pretty far from most of your listeners perhaps um so I live on the the east coast um in Melbourne and I it's not where I'm originally from I'm originally from the west coast so like just to give a bit of context Australia is actually kind of big so it's like a four-hour plane ride from where my family live I'm on kind of the other side of the country um and I've lived here for about three years my husband and I met um we actually met we were in Perth at the time, but that was kind of more just coincidence. But yeah, we met um, and we actually were long distance for the first 10 months of our relationship. So we had like a Skype courtship. <laughs> um, but soon after meeting, we were like, oh, we, we just know that we want to make it work and, and find a way to live in the same place and to be together. So I moved here and um, yeah, we, we got married uh, March of 2018. So March of last year. Um, which was super lovely and I guess in terms of having a family like it was something that we had always spoken about and you know we we definitely both knew that we wanted to to have kids um, like me personally <laughs> I guess I just have to like be totally honest and say I was always a little bit freaked out as well at the idea of <laughs> it was more kind of the, the pregnancy when I thought about it, I just, like, I'm a huge control freak, you know, like real kind of type A personality. I like to, you know, know what I'm putting into my body and I like try to stay really fit. And just the idea of my body changing was so scary to me that it, you know, I wasn't, I guess, in a huge hurry to do it. Um, But I've, I've got like several close girlfriends um who kind of started having kids and and one of my best friends actually fell pregnant earlier this year um and when she said to me she was pregnant I basically went home and said to my husband let's get pregnant (laughs) (laughs) um so that was I guess that sounds so silly but that was kind of the catalyst um because I just thought man how much fun would it be to be pregnant together that would be awesome um So I had gone off my birth control shortly after my husband and I got married, Um, but we were still using contraception. And then we were just like, let's just 
see how we go. We'll just kind of start like letting things happen naturally and maybe it'll take ages, you know, to fall pregnant. Um, and that's what lots of people had said to me is, you know, it'll, it might take a lot longer than you think. Um, but it didn't. It actually happened on the very first go pretty much. <laughs> um, so we went to Bali actually for um, a family wedding and it was the first year anniversary of us being married and that was probably where we ended up getting pregnant. Um, and, yeah, I came home and I, like, felt super weird right away and was like, I, I think I just knew deep down, you know, this is, I think I probably am pregnant, but um, I wanted to wait. Like, I don't think I was, like, jumping straight on tests or anything like that, um, but eventually I couldn't wait any longer. I was actually at work in the middle of the day and obviously I just, you know, when you're just Googling your symptoms and you're like, is this this? <laughs> and I think I was actually just kind of bored at work and I was like, I'm just going to head to the chemist in the middle of the afternoon at work and buy a test. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I did that and took it and like the line came up straight away. And yeah, actually my own response really surprised me because I was just absolutely so excited like from as soon as I saw the line I was like must have had the biggest grin on my face from ear to ear and you know I think it's just that feeling of feeling like you can do it like feeling like oh my god like it's like I did a home science experiment and it worked like (laughs) (laughs) I love that you know like I was really I just I I just didn't expect it I guess to work so um, actually this is terrible to admit, but before, before I even called my husband, I called my friend and I was like, oh my God, I took the test and it was positive. Um, cause I'd just been like texting with her all day and she was obviously like dying for me to take a test. Um, so anyway, we were both super pumped. I told my husband, he was really, really delighted. Um, and yeah, we were just like, so psyched, started Googling stuff and he was, you know, <laughs> like I guess like typical guy just like wanted to jump right ahead and he was like okay this is going to be like the baby's room and let's start to move the furniture out now and I was like pump the brakes like I was like really really early um but I guess like I had some you know I had some headaches actually and I felt a little bit I felt like a little bit queasy but not so much in the mornings more in the afternoons and um yeah, it was shortly after, like, we took the test. Um, I made an appointment to go and see my GP, and uh, she did some – ordered some blood work just to confirm that everything was, you know, going to be sweet. And it was funny, actually, from that very first GP appointment when I, I went in and I said, look, I'm pregnant, um, it was like she was, you know, of course, congratulations, but it was like the focus was always on telling me how real the the likelihood of miscarriage was actually. Like she was really? like, okay, that's amazing that you're pregnant, but just so that you know, I, you know, I need to give you this information about, you know, it's one in four women and like it's definitely something that's possible. Um, so it was actually, it was always there, like even from that very first appointment, you know, it was um, and when she told me that that statistic of like the one in four, I, it was it popped into my head and I couldn't get rid of it that I'm I'm one of four close girlfriends and the other three have kids. And, you know, the third one was my friend who was pregnant and she still is like she's due shortly. 
And I just started to get this little voice in my head that was like, it's one in four. What if I'm the one in the four out of the four of us? And yeah, I just, for some reason, I just couldn't shake it. Um, so anyway, that was that. And, um, you know, she ordered the bloods and, and they came back and um, everything looked super sweet. And I actually, I told my boss actually really, really early, like we decided to not really tell too many people, but I, I kind of, I was working a job, um, like I work different contracts uh, in kind of festivals and, and producing festivals and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of go from one contract to the other. And it, when I worked out when I was going to have my 12 week appointment, looking to the future, it was like in the middle of this really huge festival that I was like basically in charge of. <laughs> so it would be weird to miss work during kind of like a peak period like that. So I said to my boss, you know, this is what's happening. And he was, you know, like, wow, that's so awesome. Obviously, if there's anything that you need, let us know. And was really, really supportive and stuff. Um, but we hadn't told our parents. We hadn't really told anybody else, actually. Um, and at this stage, I was, I would have been like nearly six weeks. So still extremely early. Um, and my husband plays, um, oh, sorry, he, he works in, in the military. Um, so he was going to go on a, a really short deployment overseas. I think it was like 10 days or two weeks. I don't quite remember. But um, before he left, we told a couple of other family members that do live here. So neither of our parents live in Melbourne, but we've got some other family here. So we told them. And I guess when we rang and told them, we were like, oh, you know, my husband's going away. So we want other people to know just in case something were to happen while, while he were overseas. Um, and so he went off on, on his work trip and this is actually around Easter. So this was in April. Um, I was, I, because he was away and it was Easter, I actually picked up a little bit of extra work and I was working. So I'm also a yoga teacher, just like that's kind of my side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, or now sort of main hustle. Um, but anyway, I was teaching a class actually on Easter Sunday and uh, I finished teaching and I noticed I, I was just really sore in my lower back. Um, and I had in the previous couple of days, like I'd had, you know, really, really sore boobs, for example, since I knew that I was pregnant. And I had noticed that all of a sudden it wasn't so sore anymore. And yeah, it was, I'm sure that other people can relate to this, but as soon as I noticed that that soreness had gone, there was like a real genuine sinking feeling. And I think I just tried to push it to the back of my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. But <laughs> I can completely I relate. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, you know, just like all of a sudden I'm feeling a bit less pregnant. Anyway, I went off and I taught my class and I finished the class and I had this back pain. And I'd also started to have, I think maybe it was on that day or the day before, I had very, very light spotting. Um, so, of course, I went home and I Googled <laughs> and found a bunch of different things and wasn't really sure what I should do. And because it was like Easter Sunday, like it's a, you know, it's a public holiday and nothing is open. The doctor isn't open. So I called this, um, like actually a nurse helpline and 
And yeah, again, the nurse was like, oh, it sounds like it really it could be a miscarriage. You know, she was, yeah, like it was That's like so everyone the whole way through. Yeah, like no one tried to be like, oh, you know, it's probably it's not. Normal, like, please calm yeah, down. Yeah. No, no, she was, everyone was like, I think you should go to the ER and, and get checked out. So I went, Um, I actually live uh, on a street with a hospital at the end of the street <laughs> and I'd never been to this hospital before since we moved um, but I kind of just took myself down to the emergency like I walked there it's like 100 meters or something from my house um, and I walked in and it was you know the mid-afternoon and I said you know this is what's happening and I'm I'm about six weeks pregnant and I was of course I was by myself because my husband was still away Um. And they didn't have a gyno unit at this hospital, so they don't actually treat or see anyone for anything that's related to pregnancy. But they were so nice, and they actually called a sonographer from their other hospital, which is about 25 minutes away. And then they agreed to see me there in the ER, and they, like, got me through and did some bloods, and I was just kind of hanging out waiting and... I called my friend actually and in the meantime the the one who is pregnant and told her what was going on because she's a real close support and she was like oh do you want me to come in and I said no no no, I'm honestly fine I'm just chilling like I just brought my book and I was just kind of biding my time um and I guess just trying not to think too much about it and um they got me in for a scan I was probably there for maybe six hours or something which is you know it's not terrible um and actually, if, if people don't realize this about Australia, we're super lucky with our medical system because you can go to emergency, like that whole visit was free. I didn't pay a cent. Everything is covered under public health. So we're super fortunate to have that system. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we're really, really lucky. Um, but yeah, so I had the scan with the wand and also it's kind of, painful and uncomfortable I don't know if I'm the only person that finds this <laughs> um but the the sonographer was actually a really really nice guy and he said you know he was kind of talking me through as he was doing it he was like look I'm saying this and I'm saying this um and he said here's the sack so I can definitely see that and I was like whoa that is awesome like I felt so excited that there was even that that was there and he said, look, at six weeks, I would, in order to be able to confirm for you that it's a viable pregnancy, I would want to see a fetal pole or like a little heartbeat. And I can't see either of those things. However, it could be that it's just too early. So I can't confirm for you whether or not, you know, what's happening. Um, oh, are you still there? I can't see you anymore. But maybe you can still yeah, hear me. I, I, I can still I can still hear you. I think there just might all, be a little Wi Fi glitch. <laughs> um so yeah, so that was kind of like just a big question mark, I guess, that whole visit to the the ER. But they said, you know, are you, are you fine to get home? And I'm like, look, I walked here, I can walk home again. And it was I think it was maybe ten o'clock at night by this point, and I'd gone in at about three in the afternoon, two or three in the afternoon. So I went home and Actually, on the way home from the hospital, I called another friend, so a friend um, back in Perth, and I told her, look, I'm pregnant and this is what's happening. And she was, she was like really excited for me, even though I was like, look, it's possible that this isn't really going to work out. Um, 
but yeah, it was nice. We kind of just had this dialogue uh, about it, whether or not it was going to continue. I, I guess I just really didn't know. Um, and a couple of days later, I don't think I really have much more spotting. And I had another follow-up appointment with my GP booked um, for like just to go through the, the bloods and stuff. Um, and so I went off to that appointment, but I got up in the morning of that appointment and I was actually like, I was doing a little bit of yoga at home. And when I finished, I noticed that the spotting had really increased and it was starting to, like, it was a lot darker. And I think I just knew really at, at that point. Um, and obviously it's such a horrible feeling, um, so I'm just sipping my tea. Um, but so that was kind of the context in which I went off to this second GP appointment, which was meant to be an appointment to like go through my bloods and make sure that everything was cool and like choose the next steps um, for care, like whether or not we wanted to have a midwife or whatever. Um, but my husband was still away at this point. So I went to <laughs> walk around the corner because the GP is on the same street which is very convenient <laughs> um and I walked in and by the time that I walked in the front door of the doctor's surgery and sat down in the waiting room I was like bawling my eyes out <laughs> like I hadn't even seen her yet and um I went into this appointment and it was the first time that I'd actually met this particular doctor because she was going to be like the shared care one who deals with you know pregnant people and so I sat down in the chair and she had all my blood stuff. They're like ready to go to review. And she's like, congratulations. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure I'm miscarrying. And I was crying. And again, she was like, she looked me straight in the eye and she said, okay, well, if you think you are, then you probably are. Like she just didn't really ask me for any other facts or backstory or anything like it was yeah it was almost like everyone was just like totally on this wavelength of like yeah do you think that that was do you think that was (laughs) like nice or do you think that was like okay you know what I mean like yeah like I I don't I'm not um, sure how I like in a way I'm kind of like well that's so nice that they like didn't get your hopes up because that's kind of like a difficult thing in a way you know in a way I'm it was I think it was good actually because it allowed me to start along that that mental pathway of like okay this is this is what's happening um so but yeah then so she kind of said okay so if that is the case and it sounds like it is then this is what will happen and you you know the bleeding will probably continue and it will get more and it'll be just like a heavy period <laughs> which it's not <laughs> um you know i mean look i don't know if she'd probably ever had a, a miscarriage cuz i think that maybe if you have had one you can at least try to help people out with like a little bit more info um so she kind of just sent me home and so i walked home around the corner and I called actually my boss on the way home because it was a work day and I was due to go into work straight after my appointment and I called him and I was like look I'm not coming into work because I'm having a miscarriage and he was you know really really wonderful he was like stay at home take as much time as you need 
Um, and then I had to obviously try to get hold of my husband, which fortunately I was able to do, even with the time difference of where he was. And yeah, so I called him and said, you know, this is what's happening. And um, yeah, I think he went like straight into that over the phone, just straight into that real caretaker mode of like, it, you know, it sucks for them. And it sucks even more if there's nothing you know, we were on the polar opposite end of the planet. Like <laughs> he really did such an amazing job of, of being my rock, like from that far away. And it was actually, it was the middle of the night where he was. So we talked for a little while and then he had to get up and go to work and actually have like kind of a big day at work the next day. So I said, you know, I want you to go back to sleep because I had woken him up um in order to tell him so he was like okay I'm going to go get some more sleep and um so then I was just sitting in the house on my own (laughs) with this news and I just started calling people like I I called um I called actually my mother-in-law so my husband's mother and she had had some of her own losses, uh, you know, way, way back when. And um, she did, hadn't known that I was pregnant. Um, so we had been waiting to tell them. And so I called her and, I, you know, I called a, a number of other friends and most of them hadn't known. So obviously it's probably a huge shock to have someone call you out of the blue and say, I'm having a miscarriage when <laughs> you didn't even know that they were pregnant. <laughs> Um, because my family and, and close friends are kind of spread out, I guess, over the country. So, it's you know, that face-to-face element kind of couldn't really be there in all of those circumstances. Um, so, yeah, that was on a Wednesday. And actually, my, my best friend, I love her so much, the one who is pregnant, and we were pregnant at the same time, it was her birthday <laughs> on this day. and. I felt so, so bad for calling her because I, her husband had taken her out to this like surprise lunch and they were going to, they were going to go and see a show or something (laughs) like he had tickets to take her to go and see this thing. And I I sat there for like a while going, oh, should I call her and ruin her birthday with this news? (laughs) And eventually I did. And and she actually popped over and and, um, she and her husband came and like gave me a hug, which was really nice. Oh, that's so sweet. We both had like a little teary moment and yes, you know, kind of said to each other, it's been so nice to like share this with you for such a brief time. Mm -hmm. But we've been, you know, so excited together. We've been going and like getting books out of the library and like, like this is me I'm at this week where it's like a jelly bean and you're at this week where it's like an apple or whatever (laughs) um so yeah that was that was you know it was a shame I guess when you feel like that's you're kind of like almost watching that train pull away from the station like you know there's it's gonna slip through your fingers um and that's just how it was um so yeah, that was the Wednesday and I mean, I was still like bleeding a bit, but I wasn't in really a lot of pain. And then the Thursday, um, I got up and I, I started to have, yeah, pretty severe cramping, but I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a period where like you can walk it off. And so I was like, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to walk this cramping off. 
and I got like maybe 15 minutes away from my place and I was like oh my goodness like this is really it was really really painful um and I just didn't really know what to expect you know I I didn't know anyone who had had a natural miscarriage at home and the doctor didn't really give me any other options or give me any other information. So How was your back? My back hurt so bad. My back was, going was through it. killing it yeah. was killing me. Yeah. That was like the big thing that I can remember of like pain wise mm. for me. I was just like, gosh, my and like I was I'm not typically somebody who like has that with no, a period. No, you know what no, I mean? Exactly. So. Totally. Yeah. yeah, so I was really I was really surprised by that and I was yeah, just sitting on the couch. I think I was trying to distract myself and watch some movies or something like that. I had the wheat bag or like the hot water mm-hmm. bottle. And um, yeah, then I was, I was kind of struck by this urge to have a hot bath. And I thought this is, this is going to be good. Um, and so I poured myself a bath and I think I also poured myself a pretty stiff gin and tonic and I was like well if I'm not going to be pregnant I'm at least going to get in the bath and I'm going to drink this gin and tonic (laughs) um so I got in the bath and I hung out in there for a while and I've heard a few other people say this as well but like if you are having like if you're going to miscarry naturally I think it can help it must help to like maybe it opens your cervix or something like that or it, it helps to like move things along Um, Because not only did it help with the pain, but later that afternoon, like it must have only been a few hours after I had the bath. um, Yeah, I went to the bathroom and like also just to clarify, I was terrified for this entire time since I'd been to the doctor. I was really scared to go to the bathroom because I didn't know what I was going to find. Yeah. Um, And actually, you know, she'd said like the doctor had said oh you know it's fine to use tampons and I'm not even sure if that's true but that's what I was doing because I was like I kind of don't really want to look down if yeah I don't know if that's like sounds weird but um so anyway I like went to the bathroom and yeah kind of felt something and did look down and it was definitely like I had sort of passed the sack and stuff and that was really this is going to sound probably so strange, but it was such an awesome and really incredible moment for me. Like to see that even like, of course I'd lost it, but even to see that my body had, it had been so busy and I hadn't even realized like it had made all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kind of felt pretty badass. Like, yeah, Yeah. it was like almost like a really quite a tribal, like raw primal, sensation yeah um one thing that like kind of helped me when I was going through my miscarriage and it kind of relates to what you just said is um like I because I was so open about it I I had people what's wrong with you or like is there something wrong with you Mm. and I'm actually my body's doing what it's supposed to be doing and like that was something that like I read and it just kind of clicked with me is like it's not my body doing something wrong even though it very much feels like that Mm. when you're going through miscarriage but it's actually my body doing what it's supposed to be doing it wasn't viable my body is getting rid of it you know completely yeah that sounds so like weird when you're talking about your baby um so it was something that kind of switched my mindset with my body anyways yeah no definitely for me it was um yeah it was like you know just walking around this dark house by myself like miscarrying alone like it was actually 
it was really, it was quite a powerful um, environment just to be in. And um, yeah, I just felt, I felt like very present in what was happening and I felt Mm -hmm. very connected to my body and to how I felt. And, you know, of course there was like a lot of crying and stuff going on and I was, yeah, I guess I was just kind of letting it all happen and just letting myself feel what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was that. So I was like, I definitely, at this point, like I had not had my miscarriage confirmed by any medical professional either. And there was like no indication of any follow-up care from my doctor. <laughs> um, but actually the, when I had been to the, the hospital to the ER earlier in the week, they had given me this referral to something called EPAS, which I think stands for early pregnancy assessment service. And that's at this other hospital, which is like in the next suburb ever. And they said to me, look, these guys will be in touch with you just to touch base and see how you're going because you've come in and you've had this ultrasound and they deal with pregnancies in the first 12 weeks. Um, So people, you know, obviously they would see a lot of miscarriages, Um, but it was actually them. So they called me the next day actually. So that must've been on the Friday and I was still at home. I was still off work and um, the nurse called me like all super bubbly and chirpy. She was like, Hey, it's so-and-so from EPAS and I'm just checking in and seeing how you're going because we, you know, we came into the emergency room last Sunday And I said, oh, thanks. That's, you know, that's really nice of you, but I'm pretty sure that I'm miscarrying. Um, And again, no one had confirmed if that was actually what it was. So she was like, look, you need to come in and, and we, you know, we want to see you for an appointment and and we'll do an ultrasound and we'll make sure that's what is happening. Um, So I made an appointment for that. um, But then actually, I think it was like on the Sunday. So really like I'd, past everything on the Thursday on the Sunday I had to run an event (laughs) and there was like no getting out of it you know it's like kind of my gig so yeah like I again I told some of the people that I was working with that day like this is what's happened but I was like you know you're like still properly bleeding Mm -hmm. and it's a very you know I'm sure that other people can relate to this but it's a very peculiar time to be around other people who are not close to you like it's, you know, if you have to go to work and be around like 300 strangers, which is basically what happened. Like it was, I was just like, what is this? This is I yeah, even went to so Target, weird. I think. Do you guys have Target? <laughs> yeah, we have Target. <laughs> okay. I think I even went to Target and I remember like stopping being this is just. Like, I'm literally miscarried right now and I'm in the middle of I know, it it's so weird. Like when you're right people. in the middle of it. And I think this is like, it's it's certainly something that I hadn't ever realized. And it's something that I, I shared actually pretty much straight away. I shared on, on my social media, like I have an Instagram where I'm pretty, I'm pretty upfront about a lot of stuff. Um, and I kind of treat it as my journal, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm. I did share on there like this, yeah, kind of this post about, you know, yesterday I started miscarrying and yeah, like it's like a present tense activity. Like, you know, we kind of think of it as being, it all comes out and then you're done. <laughs> but, you know, it kind of, it has to last for a while, I guess. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I had to go to work on the Sunday. And then the Monday, my husband arrived home. Um, so he'd been away. It had been like five days 
of, yeah, six, five or six days nearly by the time that he got home that I'd been kind of on my own. And yeah, I have to say the point when he arrived back was probably one of the more difficult points because it was all of a sudden it just made it so much more real and I'd been feeling like you know this real warrior going through everything on my own but when he came came you know in the house and we kind of sat together on the couch and just had a quiet moment I just it just kind of washed over me I was like oh this is something that's happened to us like it's not just something that's happened to me and that sucks. Like this is now it's part of our story of our first pregnancy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that was, I think, finding the rhythm with, with him coming home initially was difficult, to be honest. Um, and, of course, he was like, you know, doing a phenomenal job of being my support system. Um, but we hadn't. Yeah, like we'd had a really different experience of what had happened during those five days. So I think that, that was definitely something that I noticed at first. Um, and, yeah, I guess like after then I was just – I kind of tried to take, you know, a bunch of steps to not move on, but I wanted to see what resources were out there that I could try to utilise. So – um, actually one of the things that I did before I even ended up going to the, back to the hospital and, and having a second ultrasound was, um, I made an appointment to go and speak to a lost doula, um, which was really, really great. So there was, there's a place that I'd kind of connected with cause I was thinking about using a doula like during labor and stuff like that. And I was just kind of researching it for those couple of weeks, um, and yeah, I wrote to this woman who was a birth doula as well as a lost doula. And I said to her, you know, like I've, you know, I'm having a miscarriage and can I come and have a session with you? And and she was really, really great. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that. Cause that kind of, I didn't even know that ultimately there was led somewhere. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Because That's so, yeah, it's awesome because really like what she said and, and it's so true is that there is, there is a postpartum period for miscarriage that is for the most part unacknowledged like you it's a birth you know your body is going through this big release and we don't really think about it like that or treat it like that um but I think it's definitely really really true um so yeah that was that was something that I did and and that was good and she suggested actually you know maybe you and your husband could do something together to kind of commemorate the baby or to say goodbye um which we did so we actually um we had a little ceremony um where we just kind of both wrote a letter to the baby which was really nice and we lit a candle and um we bought a sort of like a it's like a wind chime it's actually a rainbow colored wind chime and we hung that outside on the back veranda um so that was that was a nice little just a thing to do together to acknowledge and I think it also yeah for me it felt like it was a nice thing to bring us together again after we'd kind of had this experience somewhat separately yeah so that was nice um but yeah after that I had to go into this e-pass to this other hospital and have this appointment just to confirm everything and it's so funny and I'm, I'm sure that other people can relate to this as well but even though like in my mind 
I was so certain that I had had a miscarriage, but having had nobody really confirm that for me as I went off to this ultrasound in the back of my mind, I think I was having this like little movie play in my head as I was driving to this appointment of like, what if I go there and, and they then there's still something there. Like I was really, you know, there's just like this, like 1%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally. But you're just, you're just hoping maybe, maybe. <laughs> but um, anyway, I went to this appointment and this hospital was massive and I hadn't been there before and I got lost and I tried to follow the directions that they'd given me and ended up, I think I must've gone to like the normal gyno wing or something and I walked in there and I said you know I've got an appointment for 9am to see the EPAS clinic and this woman was like looking and looking for my appointment and she couldn't find it um and then she was like looking at me like kind of really angry like maybe you've stuffed up the time or something like that and there were like all these you know really super heavily pregnant women around and like it's really busy like first appointment of the morning and like she looked up to me and she said really loudly in front of everybody else, how many weeks pregnant are you? Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, I'm miscarrying like really loudly back to her. <laughs> um, and yeah, she just like didn't, yeah, just didn't really seem to care. She was like, oh, okay, well, you're in the wrong place. You need to go around this corridor and go to the EPAS clinic. <laughs> Um, so I eventually went around there and, um, and had the ultrasound and, and they confirmed, you know, this is definitely what's happened, like definitely a miscarriage and it doesn't look like there's anything there and there's like a little bit of tissue maybe. So you might still continue to have some bleeding and, um, yeah, I think I had, I probably had bleeding for about two and a half weeks and then I stopped completely for a week and then it started again. And when it started again, I was like at breaking point. Like I was really, really edgy and frustrated um, because, it, yeah, you get to this point where you're like, my body is just constantly reminding me of what is going on. Um, and it's difficult to, to begin the process, I think, of moving on when you've got this constant physical reminder. Um, so... Yeah, that was that was kind of that really. Um, and I'm just trying to think what else I really did after that. That was in terms of like this is so. This is now it's basically exactly three months ago. Okay. Um, but I actually I, I also I wrote about it as well, and I wrote this kind of blog post. And I shared it and my husband also shared it. We both shared it on our social media. And I think that was really helpful for me and, and for him actually, I think as well, because I didn't realize until I did share it and I don't think he did either, like just how many people we knew and how many couples we knew who had had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and many, many people reached out to us Um just with kind words and, and of course, you know, that people also reach out with super unhelpful words like, oh, but <laughs> you can you can try again and thinking they're being helpful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's cool about that too is like I feel like with you sharing that opens up a window of people in the future 
having somebody that they know too. Yeah, I think definitely. And I've had people, um, just particularly through my Instagram, I have had other people message me and say, thank you so much for sharing the way that you did and being so candid because, you know, I had a relative or a friend that did go through it and didn't tell me and I didn't, I just didn't really know what they were going through Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to be a useful support to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's, look, it's difficult and, and I think it still is with people making really triggering comments. Um, like one of the things that um, I found, you know, I was kind of feeling, for the most part I was, you know, I was feeling okay. Like definitely I had days where I was like beside myself just crying my eyes out. Um, but, you know, I was kind of just allowing myself to sit in that and, I did a lot of, I guess, my own yoga practice and meditation practice definitely really helped and, and journaling as well is a massive one for me. Um, but my best friend who is pregnant, she shortly after that, I think she was due to go for her 20-week ultrasound. Um, and that was, yeah, like I found that tough Um and then I felt like the most wretched person in the world mm-hmm. for feeling anything other than pure delight for her. Like it was, that was a real moment of being like, wow, this is, it's truly a complex set of emotions when you, you know, you love someone so much and want to be so happy for them and you are so genuinely happy for them. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think before it's just that feeling of like, the train pulling away from the station and yeah realizing that you're not going to get to have those milestones together either Mm -hmm. like that definitely I think it was and she and I we've definitely spoken about this and um I'm so grateful you know that we've been able to share it as well as share her you know awesome pregnancy that she's still having but um it was when we were probably closer together in terms of like how pregnant we were that that was more difficult like now as it's gotten the gap's gotten bigger like obviously I've like gone back to zero and she's nearly due um so it's I don't find it as difficult now but yeah I think it's difficult you know you've got like a friend that's getting to have nice appointments and scans and like meanwhile I'm just like going every single Friday and wanting to have more bloods drawn because they wanted to yeah. follow my HCG all the way down to zero. <laughs> You're like, give um, me another gin and tonic. <laughs> yes. Like, like I was like best friends with the, you know, the blood clinic nurse by the end of it. And um, actually the day that they, they called me and said, you know, you've gone back to like, you're like at zero. <laughs> it was actually like the first day of, this festival that I was working and my phone was just going crazy because you know you get a lot of work calls because it's just a really fast-paced environment and so I kind of answered and I was almost like what like you know I don't kind of don't I don't have time for this almost um and yeah it was I just didn't have the headspace to be able to process that information and I don't think I really did until much later I was like oh I'm like back to normal now I guess yeah um I feel like you've You've been like, you have super positive energy, which I love. How do you yeah. feel? Like when I'm asking, 
I always ask for a piece of advice, one piece of advice at the end of every episode. One that I have to ask you is kind of like, how do you keep that, that positive energy throughout all of this? Yeah, you know what? Like, it's, um, I think there was somebody on a recent episode who was really honest about the fact that she was just having a difficult time and, like, definitely this is not my attitude all the time. And I've definitely, you know, I've had for sure days and moments when I've just been unbelievably angry and felt like it's very unfair and, um, you know, but, but also for the most part, and I think one of the reasons why I did want to tell my story is that when I was physically having my miscarriage, I did feel that it was a very positive experience and it allowed me to, really love my body actually if that makes any sense like knowing that I was able to do the right thing and that that happened naturally and it was intuitive for my body I think that's a pretty genius system and um and I think that's a system that deserves my respect I guess mm-hmm. um but I mean also like I was so anxious for when I was pregnant you know I was Like I said, from the very beginning, it was like all anyone was ever talking about was the fact that I was probably going to have a miscarriage. (laughs) So I spent, I really spent that time Googling way too much. Like I did way too much looking up things and looking up symptoms and, and I didn't enjoy it. And I was really focused on the negative aspects. Like I was just focused on this negative outcome I think and not to say that that has anything to do with it because I don't think it it necessarily does but um I guess the being such a a big experience of loss like it really was my first experience of loss and I think what I learned from it was that the fear of the loss was probably worse than the loss itself like my fear was so overwhelming of everything of getting pregnant in the first place and then of losing it and my experience of moving through it was like actually yeah you know I'm I'm definitely strong and I'm definitely resilient and um I was kind of able to really hold my own hand through that process because because I was on my own as well so Mm -hmm. it's for me it's been yeah this will sound like a big statement but it's probably been the best and the worst thing that has happened to me (laughs) yeah I can completely agree (laughs) yeah it you it's the worst because it's like super traumatic and it's so sad and like it's just overwhelming but at the same time it really shows you how badass you are and I think completely and I just I just honestly I couldn't believe it and then I just thought that about every single woman that I've ever met in my life and I went out you know to the supermarket or I looked at women on the street pushing babies and strollers and I thought you know, not for a second am I going to envy you because things are working out for you because I can't speak for your experience. Like I mm-hmm. don't know what your story has been and like whoever you are or whatever, wherever you are in your journey, like I just take my hat off to you honestly because you, you're doing it. Like, it, you know, even if doing it is doing round six of IVF or doing it is like sitting, tearing your hair out with, you know, two screaming children at home. Like, I don't think it matters where you are in the process. Like, I just think we're pretty amazing. And like I say this to my husband, I've said this to him several times over the last couple of months. Like when I've been like on the floor crying my eyes out, like this, like so much hurt inside, you know, I've kind of looked at him at that point and gone, we're going to look back 
when we have children and we're going to laugh about how desperate we were to get to a point where we were sleep deprived and had no time for each other, (laughs) you know, because like, because now we do have, I guess I just see it as like a bonus round of spending time with each other. And and I, I definitely think that he and I are really enjoying that now. And we feel grateful to have that, you know, and yeah. I, you know, for sure, I, I hope that there'll be kids in our future. And um, actually, only really, really recently, like a couple of days ago, we made the decision to start trying because um, we weren't really trying yeah. the first time, I guess. So, yeah. you know, it's a big, it's a big decision for sure. And yeah, I'm just going to try to like stay out of my own head. Yeah, and <laughs> that's the hard part. <laughs> Not spiral too much. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually, I made this, um, I made a folder on my computer while I was going through that whole process of like uncertainty and doubt with like being unsure if I was losing the pregnancy or not. And I found all these things to really kind of bolster my own confidence, I think, for the next time round. And I, it's like a, a document that's like it says, read me when you need to trust. Because for me, the lesson is to just trust myself and just trust the system and trust that, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm in a wonderful relationship and I think that we can handle these things together. So, awesome. yeah, I feel, I feel really lucky. <laughs> Good. I loved your story. And I just want to thank you so much. Now, if somebody wants to reach out, is Instagram the best way to do so? Yeah, yeah, please okay. do. I would, I'd love to hear from, from anyone. I'm always messaging people and probably just harassing them. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Holly. And I will link your Instagram in the description of this episode. But I really appreciate you jumping on and sharing your story. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for making the time to get up early. Oh, yes. (laughs) And thanks for staying up late. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 